Okay, we're going live. Finally, we are going live. I just got to set this up here. Just got to set this up. Let's see what happens here. We are going live. Just give me uh, about 30 seconds here. We're going live once again. I think we're all set up. And we're going live once again from Oshawa. Oshawa, 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 Oshawa. Not Ottawa, Oshawa. Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. North America. And... Um, I got this on, and my uh, I had some updates on my other computer, so I had to change things around a little bit here, but we're okay here, and we got, uh, okay, good, so make sure you write your nations when you, uh, you put your comments, make sure you put your nations, 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 I like to see nations. Nations, all right? So today is what? What is today? Today is the 16th. Today is the 16th and um, 16th of February. And I'm not too sure which, um, which live stream this is. Uganda, Africa. And uh, I think it's our 48th or 49th live stream that we've been doing that we started a few months ago. So, I had made a list here. I had started a list of ideas for live stream or Facebook live streams or broadcasting. And, uh, of course, I'm always, I'm always talking to the Lord in my heart, out loud, but in my heart. And uh, I, was, I was just kind of... Uh, meditating on what should I teach. I have some great things here I'll be teaching on. Kenya, Enoch, Alex, brother Enoch, Alex, I look forward to doing our live stream, our um, online teaching in Kisi. Kisi. We'll be, it will be in Kisi uh, online. I look forward to it because I haven't done anything in Kisi yet. So, and I got something lined up for Kusumu. All right. So anyhow, I got to get started here. So anyhow, what came, what was kind of going around, around on the inside of me a little bit this morning, uh, about an hour, half hour, even before I was, I was getting set up here, was, um, are you part of an equipping church or are you part of a pew-sitting church? All right? And, um, you know, I... After I got born again, I I started attending church. I hadn't attended church in 16 years. I attended the Catholic church when I was a little boy. And uh, I later realized or found out that not some, but all churches, local churches that I was, I had attended were not equipping churches. They were not apostolic churches. They were apostolic in word, 
Some of them were anyhow, but not indeed. All right. So, you know, you say one thing, but what are you doing, right? So are you part of an equipping church or a pew-sitting church? So my motto is what I know the Lord has given me is transforming local pew-sitting churches into equipping churches or equipping centers, centers that it will equip or training centers that it will equip the saints. All right? That's what we need. And uh, that's what Jesus, uh, um, that's what Jesus intended when he said in Matthew 16, 18, we all know this one. Everybody knows this one, especially leaders. <laughs> Sometimes they're the biggest problem. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, and I tell you, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not empower it, overpower it, right? I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. That's 19, right? So who's our role model for church planning? If you want to call it church planning, who's our role model? Is it the Apostle Paul? Is it the Apostle Peter? Is it the Apostle, the Epistles, whatever? Is it some preacher today or in the past? Or It can be. We have some good role models. We've had some, and I'm sure they're out there today. Don't hear much about it. But when Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, what did he mean by that? Well, we know the church is made up of people, right? The church, according to the Bible, the New Testament, it's made up of saints. People that are born again, born of God, born of the Spirit. So Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, right? So Jesus is to be our role primary model, equipping what? His first disciples. That's what he did. Who eventually became apostles. See, they didn't become apostles right away. They became disciples. All right? Now, they weren't born again yet. That's very true. They were not born again yet. So they became disciples. Jesus says, follow me. Take up your cross, deny yourself, all these things. I'll make you fishers of men, whatever. Yeah, that's true. But eventually he made them apostles. All right? So the first few years, he had these 12 men, young men, very young. Uh, some say that maybe the youngest may be as young as 12. Well, I know some 12-year-olds today that are more mature than 50-year-olds. All right? And back then, they didn't have what we have today to corrupt the mind. All right? I think the maturity was a whole lot more back then than what we got today. We've got a lot of immature men in the church. All right? So Jesus took these 12. All right? Now, did Jesus preach at them? 
like what we have in the church today. We've got, we go to church in the morning. We show up in a building. We call the church. And then we got a pastor usually preaching at us. Is that what Jesus did with his first disciples? No, that's not what he did. He didn't. He didn't preach at them. He taught them things, of course. But he had them following him wherever he went, preaching, right? Teaching, preaching in the synagogues, all that. Preaching on the kingdom, right? The gospel of the kingdom, healing the sick, casting out demons. That's what he was doing, right? And that's what they were seeing. That's what they were seeing and hearing. He wasn't doing it at them. He was doing it to the crowds, right? How many times do we read the crowds, the crowds? But the disciples were always with them, with him, watching this, learning. And I'm sure that once that was done at night, whatever, Jesus spent a lot of time talking with them. And what was he doing? He was equipping them. He was getting them ready. All right? So, the disciples, they're seeing miracles. Like, I mean, they're seeing people getting raised from the dead. They're seeing people, le lepers getting healed, cleansed. They're seeing the blind seeing, the mute, the dumb speaking, hearing. They're seeing all of this. They're, they're seeing it firsthand. They're not just hearing about it. They're seeing it. They're with the master, right? They're seeing what it is, this, this gospel of the kingdom. They're actually seeing it with their own eyes. And then a little bit later on, we see Jesus, he called his disciples and he gave them the authority, the power that he had been walking in. And he said, you go basically, he said, you go do likewise. You go do what you've been seeing me do. Because all that time, too, when they were seeing this and hearing, he was building their faith. So when he said, I give you power, I give you this authority to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to preach the gospel, the good news, they believe that. It's not something he gave them like, you know, he didn't give them power and authority like in a box or anything like that. No, he says, I give you the power and the authority. And they received it by faith. All right. And they went out and did likewise. They did the same things, basically. All right. So he was equipping them. And this is what we, this is what we've got missing overall in the body of Christ, in the church, worldwide. This is worldwide. This is worldwide. This is a real problem worldwide. All right? If we go to Ephesians, Ephesians 4, everybody knows this too. Most leaders know this. And most leaders will claim that they do it. But they don't. They don't. All right? In Ephesians 4, 11, it says that God gave gifts. Not offices, but gifts to men, anthropos, men and women. All right? And those gifts are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. All right? Now, why? Why did he give these gifts to the church? Why? Why? 
Well, it says right there in 12, for the equipping of the saints. Why? For the work of the ministry. Why? For the building up of the body of Christ. And he goes on. He goes on. All right? But the equipping of every saint. I remember when I was got into whole epistles. This is a few years ago, 2007, 2008. I started assimilating whole epistles while praying in tongues. And one day I was I was reading through this. And then the Lord inserted that little word, every, every saint. God wants every saint, every saint, Don't no matter what age you are, no matter what gender you are, he wants every saint equipped, all right, for the work of the ministry, all right, for the edification of the body of Christ, so that he can get his work done on this earth before it gets really bad out there and it gets too late. All right? So what is this equipping? What is this equipping? Now, Paul wrote this in Ephesians. And we know in Paul, in, a, in a 1 Corinthians 12, Paul, the Apostle Paul goes into great detail regarding the body. The body of Christ. With all the different members and all the different giftings and the gifts of the Spirit. All right? I'm not going to get into that, but this is in 1 Corinthians 12. You, should, you need to read that over and over and over, especially if you're a leader, you know? And so we've got this equipping. Now the word equipping, the word equipping, it's a very interesting word in the original language, in the, equip, uh, the Greek. It's a very interesting uh, word. It was a word that was used back in the days of Jesus, back in the days of the, the early disciples, the early church, the word equipping was used in medical journals. Medical journals, out of all things. Medical journals, papyrus, all right? It wasn't like in books today. It was in papyrus. Medical journeys, medical journals regarding putting a joint back in its place, in a limb, all right? The, the Greek word is katartismo, all right? But it means to put something back into place, right? So that's what we're supposed to do with the saints as leaders. That's what local churches should be all about. Equipping centers where you mend. The word mend is also used throughout, especially the gospels. Uh, yeah, the four gospels, mending their nets. The disciples were mending their nets. Well, that's, we have a noun. And we've got the verb side. The word mend is the verb, and the word equipping is the word noun. It's a noun. But mending, mending saints. Saints need to be mended. What part of them needs to be mended? Well, it's not their recreated spirit. It's their soul, their minds. All right? So they can function right in the body of Christ. And that's the whole point of going to church. Or it should be the whole point of, of attending a local church is are you being equipped? Are you being mended for your calling, for your place in the body, whether it's that local church or wherever the Holy Spirit decides to make use of you? Because you belong to him. You don't belong to the guy at the front in the pulpit. You don't belong to him. 
or her. You don't belong to them. You don't belong to that local church. You belong to the church. And who's the head of the church? Jesus is the head of the church. So you belong to the head. He died for you. Right? So pastors, leaders, apostles, prophets, men, pastors, teachers, and God put all five of those in there, four or five in there, for the equipping of the saints. So it's not just pastors, not just shepherds. All right? No. It's all four or five of them that is needed, yes, in a local church to equip the saints. All right? That's what we need. All right? And they're not doing it. They're not doing it. Because if they were, I'd be there myself. Because <laughs> we all need equipping. I don't care how long you've been born again. I don't care what you're doing in, in the church today. You need equipping. And I'll tell you something right now. What we see Jesus doing, what we see Jesus doing before he released his first 12 apostles, what we see him doing, we see the apostles doing the same thing, basically. Now listen, they're not, they're not Jesus. Okay. So they've got a lot of, they've got to grow. And Jesus said, you know, if you have, you know, why couldn't we do this? Why we couldn't do that? Well, because your little faith and all that, you know, so they were missing it here and there. Absolutely. You know, but you know, what we see Jesus doing, well, we see the early disciples doing. They're imitating him. That's what it is to follow him, right? They're Im imitating him. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. But we're not. We're not. Come on, let's be honest. It's time we get honest, you know, because we're running out of time. We really are. But it's time we get honest that we are not, until I see this life of Jesus, until I see, or part of it anyhow, his life, his ministry working in my life, working through my life, through my ministry, I need equipping. I need equipping. And some need more than others, all right? Because we're all at different places regarding the, the condition of our minds, the condition of our soul, how we think, how we believe, you know? Yeah. But this is what it's all about. And this is very, very, very serious, very serious. Because we're going to give an account. Bangladesh. Bangladesh. We're going to give an account of all this, especially as leaders. But even saints, the saints, we're going to give an account. Because, well, people, you know, you can't show up on that day of the judgment seat of Christ. You won't be able to tell Jesus they had, well, you know what? The local church I was part of, they didn't do that, Jesus. Well, Jesus is going to say, well, I already know that. I already know that. Don't tell me something I already know. Tell me something I don't know. Well, Jesus knows everything. All right? But it, Jesus is going to say, well, I, you had my word. You had my word. And they're going to say, yeah, I had your word. You had my spirit. You had the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, I had your Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, you have my nature. You've got my nature. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm born again. Born again, born of incorruptible seed, born with the divine nature, yeah? And you even spoke in tongues. You even had the gift of tongues. You had the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Yeah, I did, yeah. Well, there you go. No excuses. No excuses. No, we don't pray for children. Forget about the children. I don't work with children. 
Stop that nonsense. All right? This is leaders. I'm talking to leaders. I'm talking about older believers, not children. All right? So this is what we need to change. And this is what God's going to help me in doing when, well, what, what I'm doing now with the, uh, the media. But once I get back out there, and I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it because I'm believing him for it. And I'm getting ready for it. All right? So I think this turned out a whole lot different than what I had sort of planned beforehand. And uh, we're going to stop right there. I may do a part two to this. I don't think so. But anyhow, there's a lot on there and you need to listen to it over and over and over again. You know, but we need to change the way we do church. All right. We need to change. And the greatest change, even in these apostolic centers that we have worldwide today, there are some, there are some big buildings, the whole thing, media, multi-million, you know, uh, state-of-the-art facilities. I mean, that's great. I mean, I, you know, God wants to use all that stuff, and He is to a certain degree. But the greatest, the the biggest, the missing part, the the out of all the things that is greatly missing in this this equipping, is this what Paul talked about in Ephesians four. Well, there we go. We're back in Ephesians four, in Ephesians four twenty-two to twenty-four. Paul says, strip yourselves of your former nature, put off and discard your old, unrenewed self, the old man, which characterized your previous manner of life and that becomes corrupt through lusts and desires that spring from delusion, amplified, and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a, okay, this is mind renewal. Verse 24, and put on the new nature, the new man, the regenerated self, created in God's image, uh, God-like in true righteousness and holiness. This is part of equipping. It's a big part of the equipping. That's one of the reasons why it's in there in the same context. In the same context. Just a few verses after what we read in, in uh, Ephesians 4, uh, 11, 12. The equipping of the saints. All right? They'll take it for leadership training. Yeah. So, anyhow, this is this is huge. And uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be writing book while well, I am I'm already got my books uh, we're we're working on the books right now, and uh, the Lord is going to open up the doors the doors to 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 get this message out there more. And part of this message is already out there. Yeah, you had requested my support. Yeah, well, anyhow, so. Um, so the message, some of this message is already out there, you know, but putting on this old man and, and putting on the new man, uh, it's greatly lacking, greatly lacking, greatly lacking, greatly lacking in these places. And that's what we need to change back to reformation. All right. So anyhow, I'm going to wrap it up for now. And I think I covered everything that I, I think I need to cover at this time. It's not even near what I had written on my ideas for, but I believe that's what the Lord wanted me to, to share today. And uh, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. So I'm going to leave you guys for this. And this is part of walking in your sonship too. The equipping of the saints. That's key to walking in your sonship, the fullness of your sonship. So the way you walk in the fullness of your sonship is by learning what it takes to walk in the fullness of his grace 
as well as in the faith of God, because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. And we've been saved by grace. We're saved by grace. We got our sonship back by grace. All right? He got our sonship back for us because we were sons back in the garden, right? Adam, Luke 3.38, son of God. Adam was the first first to be created of the original creation. He's first. He's God's first son. He was. Read it. Luke 3.38. I didn't make it up. That's in all translations, including the Greek. All right? Okay? So I got to go. And uh, thank you for your time. And we will see you whenever I do my next, my next, my next live stream. And we're doing, uh, we're going to be doing, like I said previously, we're going to be doing a teaching, an online teaching for the brethren in Kisi and uh, Kenya. And then I've got some other things lined up for Uganda and even Pakistan. And uh, so anyhow, so I gotta. I can only do so much at this time, but I'm believing God for great things. I'm believing God for all kinds of big doors to open. Uh, so we thank you, and shalom, and amen. Enoch, Alex, I look forward to working with you guys at uh, your local church. Thank you very much. Amen.